Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. I've seen women smash watermelons with their tits that big. In a world that needs just one more movie podcast, one woman and some guy will endlessly insist. Dude, you gotta watch this movie. And you gotta watch this movie. Coming in a few seconds to the podcast player you are currently using. Two good movies and a microphone. It's not the movie podcast you deserve, but it's also the one nobody needed right now. And now your hosts, Garver and Lizzle. Hey everybody, welcome to the pilot episode of Two Movies and a Microphone, the podcast where one guy and one girl recommend movies to each other and uh, talk about our viewing experience. I am Garver, sitting across from me at the table, Lizzle. Say hi, Lizzle. Hi. <laughs> you can say more than hi if you want. Well, you just told me just to say hi. You didn't really okay, expand she's taking, on that. She's taking the direction very literally. Yes. I'm sort of a movie fanatic. Wanted to be a filmmaker since I was 11, 10 or 11 uh, after I saw the credits of Terminator 2 and realized that people make movies. They don't just arrive out of uh heaven that was the first time i i like realized that people made these things so i've been uh nuts about movies pretty much my whole life i figured i'm talking about movies constantly and uh, occasionally i run into people that um haven't seen movies that are some of my favorites or i think are like important uh to see just in just just as art and I'm constantly telling people they should watch movies. And there are a few that um, Lizzle seemed appalled that I hadn't seen yet. So we figured we'd turn it into a podcast. Yeah, because, I mean, it's always been a banter back and forth, especially with you. With you telling me, have you seen this movie? Have you seen that movie? And then your jaw, your jaw drops immediately <sighs> when I tell you no. Yes. And then you go into this this long synopsis, which usually sometimes has spoilers, not um, always. Uh, I try to keep uh, it spoiler free. Uh, okay. Adaptation, I think I know the whole movie. You do not. I guarantee mm. you, you do not know all of adaptation, no matter how much I've talked about it. Mm. Because you cannot know that movie until you put it in your eyeballs. I do love movies as well, granted. I'm more of a the music side of things. Um, a lot of times I remember seeing a movie and I instantly wanted the soundtrack. I have a lot of soundtracks. There's certain movies that Garver has not seen that's pulled on my heartstrings and I'm like, bruh, no, we're going to end this. You need to see it. AKA Monster Squad that, that rips my heart out that you yeah. have not seen it. I should have seen Monster Squad. I know. You were an 80s a child, child, man. Child of the 80s. I'm not sure how I missed it. It used to be I would go see every movie opening night no matter what. Same. Now, in my old age, I don't like those opening movie day crowds, so often I'll wait until it's like the last week it's in the air or something. <laughs> yeah, so this is kind of the idea of the show. We're going to trade movies, talk about what we thought about them, kind of compare our preconceptions of the movie before we watch it. So we're going to have a pre-movie interview, and then we're going to have a post-movie interview. 
And a lot of these movies are not going to be recent releases. For this episode, we're uh, I'm recommending Crank, the Jason Statham glorious masterpiece. And Lizzle also has an old movie for me to watch that somehow I never watched. It's Red Sonia, the 1985 film that has Bridget uh, Nielsen in it. It's one of those ones that if you watch Conan, I feel as though you should have watched Red Sonia. I'm a big fan of Conan, so I don't, I'm don't. i not real sure how I missed Sonia. Conan. 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 Yeah, different. <laughs> is the man responsible for all the best years of The Simpsons. But they're close. They're close yeah, in nature. Yeah. I remember just watching it as a kid and was so enthralled. I think she, uh, Brigitte, I, I know that she has an uh, accent and name. Brigitte? Brigitte. Um, I have an aunt named Brigitte. Oh, really? A little trivia. A little nice. Garber trivia. Nice. She's not Red Sonia. Oh. Well. I might call her Red Sonia next time I see her. There you go. And she'll be confused. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I think she was one of my um, go-tos as uh, looking up to character as a as a young lady because um, she was badass in that movie, wielding a big-ass sword. Mm-hmm. I was like, hell yeah. Her haircut or how they had her hair, not so much. But, like, her armor, just everything about her, I was just, her confidence, I was like, this is awesome. So was it, um, I'm curious about the armor. Usually when a lady is in armor in a fantasy media it's not actually practical armor it's like showing off her form so I'm curious like in the 80s would this armor actually protect her or is this like to show off her good bits it was kind of like wonder woman i don't remember like her boobs being out or anything like that which she's not she's she's covered mm-hmm. you can tell she i mean she has breasts but it's not overly sexualized mm-hmm. Video games are real infamous for uh, impractical female armors, specifically well, fantasy stuff. Just oversized tits. Granted, yeah. there's women out there like that that with yeah. like triple Ds and all that. I mean, granted, they're probably badass. They can. Pro- I've seen women smash watermelons with their tits that big. <laughs> I've so, seen that meme. I've seen. I've seen videos. So I'm like, yeah, they could probably like bash heads open with it. But other than that, yeah, Red Sonia was one of my go-to leading ladies as um as a kid so without any further ado um do you want to go first do you want to do your recommendation first or do you want me to go first um i say we crank it first crank it first yeah okay okay so we've got the uh trailers queued up here yes so i want you to watch the crank trailer mm-hmm. uh, are you ready are you past the ad or whatever yeah i'm already past that i'm at zero let's push play and we'll, okay. we'll get lizzle's reaction okay one two three it's rated r all right badass statham shot <laughs> this is so weird watching finally okay so all I know is a very angry man walking down the streets. Um, at one point, he was at the hospital, lost his shots. He looks like he was shitting. Okay. Maybe that's why he went to the hospital. So there's a love interest here. He's about to shock himself. Holy shit. Oh, my God. 
Just headbutted a guy. You know, I have to admit, with action movies, without anything being yeah. played, you can imagine whatever you I want just, I was going just thinking on. That. I'm like, I'm realizing how important audio is. <clears throat> he just seemed like a very angry man that went to the hospital. Uh huh. And he is now shooting the entire city up for whatever reason. He saw the bill. Yeah. Oh, dude. Yeah. No. Yeah. I'm not paying this hospital bill. <laughs> Okay, so you watched the trailer. Yes. It was not that informative without the sound, I'll say. No, absolutely not. But do you have an official one line, one, a couple line synopsis? Um, what do you think the hell is going on in this movie? Your average day man finds out he has hemorrhoids. Hemorrhoid, okay. So he is now under medical testing to get rid of the hemorrhoids. But it backfires. So now the hemorrhoids are growing at a rapid pace. So now he is trying to find the antidote for the, the hemorrhoids. Antidote? A hemorrhoid okay. antidote. Okay. And that medicine is called crank. Okay. Because you're going to crank those hemorrhoids back up inside <laughs> you. All right. Partial credit. <laughs> All right. Do you want to read the yes. IMDb? Yes. Oh, did you highlight or do it you for want me? Do you want me to read it? Or sh should I read it or do you want to read it? I guess I'll read it. Okay. And then you can read when we do Red Sonia. Okay. The professional assassin. Oh, he's an assassin? Okay, I did not know that from this movie, from remembering it. <laughs> All right. P wait, professional assassin. Ass so technically I was right about oh, that, right. about the ass. Uh, Chev Chelios. Chev. Chev or Chev? Chev. Chev. Chev Chelios. Oh, because it goes with that. Okay. So, professional assassin Chev Chelios learns his rival has injected him with a poison that will kill him if his heart rate drops. So, I was pretty close. Yeah. I, mean, I was pretty close. There was some, yeah, there was some crossover there. Yeah. Not, not too shabby. Just wrong anatomy. There was, yeah. For the body. Yeah. Well, what's your immediate preconception about this? What, what, what do you expect from this movie? Um... A lot of action shots, mm -hmm. a lot of car chases, shooting, Jason Statham screaming into the camera, because <laughs> it looks like he ha if, if it has to do with the heart, he has to take shit to get his heart rubbed up to that certain... It's mm -hmm. like, okay, you're, you're taking the movie Speed, and you're just placing it with your heart. Instead of the bus, it's your heart. Hmm. Yeah. It's like Speed, but yeah. in your heart. Yeah. So, it sounds more like a love story. Than a minute, too. <laughs> and then there's there's a side love story with his. It looks like his girlfriend. Like he's trying to explain from the trailer like what's going on, mm -hmm. and he has to like shoot a guy to be like, "This is what I'm dealing with right now." Okay. Okay. Oh, I mean, granted, if he has sex, I mean, his heart rate will go up. So maybe there's a love scene in there. Do you think you would have watched this? Would this have been on your radar at all if I hadn't suggested it? I don't think I, it's weird. I think I go through like different periods of time of watching certain movies or getting like expanding my library of movies. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not sure when it came out if I would have watched it right then and there, but I got into more into action movies as I got older. Mm -hmm. So now, yes, I would have watched it without your recommendation. So you remember seeing the trailer? Oh like, yeah, yeah. I remember the whole nostalgia about it. I, it was like one of those big movies that yeah. was coming out. And did you did you have, were you familiar with Statham at all? Uh, we wait, wait, transporter. Yeah, transporter. That because I remember that specific scene, which I have not seen. Transporter. Oh, that's going on the list. <laughs> if so, it's not already. But I remember 
it's that that specific scene with the the eye hole the the I think know, I already showed you. You the did show me that the axe scene in the hallway. Yes, because I only know fight scenes. Yeah, that specific scene just from the eye hole, him kicking yeah, it, and yeah. that's it. Are we are we ready to watch this thing? Are oh. we ready to crank it up? Oh, good lord! Yeah, I'm I'm down for it. Let's do this. Let's go watch this movie. Then let's come back. Yes, with the post post thoughts. Post post thoughts. All right, guys, we'll be back. Hey everyone, so we are back. Uh, we just literally, literally just got done watching Crank. Yep, minutes ago. Walked in from the other room, now we're recording. Yep, and um... She's seen Crank now. Yes, I have. The Jason Statham masterpiece. Are we, con- are, can I still say that? <laughs> I mean, yeah, because I don't know what to call it. <laughs> I honestly <laughs> don't know what to call it. Okay, so first... First thoughts, immediate thoughts. What are you thinking right now, right after having seen it? Live action GTA. Okay. Okay. Yeah. If you want me to sum it up in a whole, that's what it is. Yeah. That's pretty. I never thought of it that way, but yeah. Especially beginning of the movie. I immediately said that to you. I'm like, I feel like I'm playing a video game. Yep. You did. And then even throughout the whole movie, I'm like, this is so fucking ridiculous. The whole thing is asinine. (laughs) I'm like, I feel like I'm playing a video game. I honestly feel like this. So, yeah, I'm I'm still going to stand by that and say it's a live action GTA. What are some highlights? Did, did you take anything away? Did you like it overall or did you not like it overall? If, if Honestly, if you're going into it, taking it seriously, then it's not the movie for you. Yeah, this is not. It a- is one of those. It's a, I hate to say it. Because it just is stereotypical, but it's such a dude movie. <laughs> it kind, yeah, it's it kind a of dude, is. Everything from the beginning to end, I'm like, yes, girls can watch it. They can. It, it's still a good movie in that you know action packed and all that. But there's there's some stuff that still wouldn't fly today. I don't no, think there's a couple of problematic oh, yeah. parts. Are you some, mean Chinatown? Yeah. yeah, yeah. They did it in Chinatown. Yeah. And she was literally saying no the whole time. Yes. See, I didn't even think about that in that aspect because... If it, it, this is maybe the third time I've seen this movie. It, it, it never occurred to me on other viewings, but this time I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's some, a woman screaming no, and then yeah. there's a crowd around her, no one's doing anything. Yeah. Yeah, now that I think about that, because when I was viewing it, I didn't think about that in in the aspect because I'm yeah. I'm trying to take the entire movie in yeah um and this was only this was in 2006 so yeah what, 14 years ago yeah um lots of things have changed in, in within so, those yeah. years yeah I don't know I don't know what to say about it but it, a titty popped out man it, a titty <laughs> popped out there was a tit but in terms of uh. The, the the issue of consent that made me a little I'm a little more aware of now yeah, than I, yeah. I, I I used to be. You woke. Um, I, I guess I don't know. <laughs> you're very woke, woke uh, man. It it, would, it did definitely stood out kind of as like uh yeah, <sighs> and even even when she was just like, all right, let's do this. Yeah, I was still like, yeah, I'm not sure what kind bruh. of message that sends. But other than that, 
I mean, some of the the scenes. Um, I was very. There's a lot of people in this movie that became yeah. bigger stars. And I, yeah, I didn't even notice them before, probably yeah. because they weren't recognizable before. Yeah. Um, like AKA. Um, I don't know his real name. I apologize. Uh, but he, he plays Pedro in Napoleon Dynamite, and he was fabulous in this movie. <laughs> I loved his character. Uh, didn't like what happens, but I really, really liked his character. Yeah, without spoiling it. Yeah, I'm trying not to. I'm trying not to. Because if others are interested in, in watching the film, try not to give too much away. Even though I said titty popped out. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> real big spoiler there. Well, there's a lot of tits in this movie, though. Yeah, it's rated kind R. Of, it kind of is, yeah. And there's... And I... And, and, and While well, watching this film, I did say... First thing that... One of the things... Many of the things that popped in my head... I turned to you and said, this is weirder than Twin Peaks. Which we, is... we just started watching Twin Peaks yeah. because you, you've you seen it all. Yeah. No, um, I haven't seen it all, actually. Oh, you haven't? I thought you did. Not uh, Most of it, but I haven't watched all of it. Well, I haven't seen any of it. Mm-hmm. I just remember maybe bits and parts as a kid and my parents watching it. Yeah. But other than that, I, I, I'm a blank slate. I think the so... more we watch Twin Peaks, yeah. you might amend that. <laughs> okay, okay. But... But as of right now... Yeah, as of... Yeah, what was what were some of the ones you remember? There's like, chicks and balls, the not, ball, not like, the ball not, girls. Yeah, there, there's little, literally women in these huge hamster balls. Yeah, basically, mm-hmm. on the top of a roof in Los Angeles, and the sun is directly on them. Yeah, wow, that's why? the thing that I they would be baking in that thing. Why? Um, and I'm sure that was like weird gangstery power move, like. Like, I mean, Putting... hopefully they were getting paid and health benefits. <laughs> I, I hope so too. I really hope so. Uh, the that kind of those kinds of uh, that felt like kind of a heavy-handed like. In in it's not like these characters are like super deep in this movie. No. no. So it's just kind of like oh they're bad guys they're gonna like objectify women. Yeah. Like, it's your normal type of yeah. like gangster type of thing. Not really nuanced. Yeah. No. Uh, <laughs> depth in this movie. No, no, no. There's no depth whatsoever. Just kind of random ex- random extravagant displays of power and wealth. Yes. I did not expect that, but then I'm getting used to it within the, within the movie as it yeah. went on. Yeah. Um, I, big surprise. Well, it wasn't a surprise. I knew uh, Chester Bennington, um, R.I.P., from Lincoln Park, was in the movie. I, th- I thought, because I believe there's a second one, right? Crank 2? There is a second one. I have not seen it. Okay, so I thought he was in the second one. Uh, so I got really excited if we decide to see the second one, he'll mm-hmm. be in it. But then there's a scene where he's at, I think, the hospital? He's in, I think he's in the pharmacy in the yes, hospital. Yes, that's yeah. it. And um, Chester's there. Just a side bit character. And I, I lost my shit. Like, and I had no idea that was him yeah. upon earlier viewings. Yeah. Um, And I probably wouldn't have known that was him. This time, if you didn't freak out about it. <laughs> yes, my heart exploded like yeah. Jason's. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I, I thought that was a nice little, you know, I want, I, w- I would there. like to look, I, w- I wonder if there's any behind the scenes stuff about like how he get, did he audition or did they like reach out to him or like how yeah, I don't did know. he wind up in a movie? Has he done other movies? Like, Or he what? could be friends with someone within the yeah. the, the movie itself, like the director like, maybe. Hey, you want to be the guy in the... Yeah. Got like one line. 
talks about uh, nasal spray and has yeah. uh, get your tweak, bro. Is it epinephrine? Epinephrine. No. Yeah. And Dwight Yoka, man, can we talk <laughs> about him for a split second? Uh, yeah. Why? Why not? Dude, it's I think I think w- the answer to why is he is his own answer. <laughs> I mean, I okay. I I saw him as the doctor. He did like I it blew me away how great of an actor mm-hmm. he is. He's good, even in a film like this. Yeah, yeah. But the first scene when you're introduced to Dwight Yoakam <laughs> as the doctor, I was just like, whoa. Yeah. He, pretty much, he was in bondage. Yeah. Let's, let's, I mean, yeah. But then he can't. Like he was like traveling. That's why he couldn't answer his phone. Yeah. Right? Yeah. He was in Vegas. Yeah. Oh, it was Vegas? Yeah. Okay. What I took away from it is he specifically traveled there for those activities. Yeah. And then flew back. Yes. Yeah. That's what I... Yeah. He getting his freak on in Vegas. He wasn't on like a business trip or some well, doctor's I mean, conference or something. I mean, he he was definitely checking out anatomy yeah. when he was over there. Yeah. I grew up listening to Dwight Yoakam, and I think this is the... Is this the first movie I've, I've seen him in? I know he's been in other films I've heard of. Yeah. He was very, it was effortless for him. It seemed very natural for him acting. And yeah. I think that's what blew me away. I'm like, bro, this is Dwight Yoko. Mm-hmm. So I was I was really impressed by him. Even, again, with the role that he was yeah. in. So, um, I don't... So lowlights. Do you have any lowlights? Parts that, like, I know, I think I could guess a couple of them. But do you have oh, any? There was one where I was just done, man. I was just, I'm like, really? Do we have to do this? Um, it was a scene, and I won't say who again. I don't want to spoil anything um, for anyone who has not watched this film. Um, but there was a particular scene where uh, Jason Statham's character was um, Achilles. He was uh, basically using someone. As a human shield. Mm-hmm. And it's very gratuitous. It was. And it was ridiculous. And I was just like, oh, oh can, can we stop? Can we just yeah. take a breather from this? Because it was, it was, it was pretty bad. Yeah. So that was one of my lowlights from the film. I don't know if you had any. Because you just seemed like you were tickled pink next to me with everything <laughs> that was going on. I don't know if it's a lowlight, but it's something that jumped out at me mm-hmm. when he pulled the trigger on the giant 50 caliber handgun oh you did say something about that um there was no recoil of, not that i'm a gun expert or anything but i did grow up in missouri so there's no there's no getting around shooting a gun when you grow up in missouri and that kind of stuff always leaps out at me and kind of like breaks the immersion when i'm when i'm watching a film uh another one i guess now upon upon this viewing would be some of the like mainly the sex scene it it the, the way it, it felt a little uh problematic it was too much it was I a think. little i think the same scene could be done without being as problematic mm-hmm. maybe not problematic at all like but they would have to change a lot oh yeah uh all the way when we first meet her character mm-hmm. like because she kind of didn't believe him that he was a killer, right? Yeah, I think she would have to be privy to so she, more information. So then she didn't believe him mm-hmm. about the adrenaline thing. Mm-hmm. So I think if she would have believed him, mm-hmm. she would have been more on, like, it would have been a different decision in that moment. Yeah, because once she finally figured out, like, 
Yeah. You know, what was going on with him, she was okay with doing yeah. whatever it took to yeah. get his heart rate up. But if that, you know what I mean. I would say that might be my low light where it's like I understand the purpose of the scene. Yes. And I think if it was done dif- if it was executed differently, mm-hmm. it, it it could have been more enjoyable <laughs> in in today's light. Yeah. Uh but other than that, I don't really have any I mean, it's also not a movie I'm I'm putting under the microscope either. Yeah. It's it's like Yeah, it's not a movie again like I said in the very beginning to take anything seriously. Yeah. There is some gruesome gruesome <laughs> like it's not even death scenes, it's just getting hurt. You know, I think I might have seen the second one because there's something that I remember that is not that I didn't see it in the first one. Oh really? This time. Yeah. There's So I think I might have seen the second one. Um, and it just gets even more ridiculous. <laughs> so, I just don't remember it very well. Hmm, may have to do a rewatch. We may have to do a rewatch of that. Was there anything? Uh, you you said when the credits rolled that it was definitely not what you were expecting. So, what did what what were some things that uh surprised you about um, it? Well, I guess that there was a little bit of a complexity, even though it's a straightforward movie, um, with the association that Chelios, uh, Jason Statham's character, um, was dealing with as far as the gangs. Mm-hmm. Um, there was some little, oh, that's a twist to it. So I didn't expect that to happen. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, that's cool. Um, also, Learning some some medical terms and some, <laughs> um, I guess also the 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 little nuances as far as like, um, what the director thought would be cool to add in, just like he said, do I look like a, I don't know, if, I'm not gonna say that word on here. Oh yeah. Yes, it begins with a C, ends with unt, and. He said, and then it appeared on his forehead. Oh. So it was just little I, things yeah. like that. Yeah, the the <laughs> weird little uh, almost interactive um, visual things. Yes, there's a lot of visual. like they, And again, you have to remember the time period that it was done, 2006, mm-hmm. you said, right? Yeah. So them using Google Maps, and I think maybe it was yeah. around then Google yeah. Maps was a huge thing. So using that to pinpoint where they were going. Yeah. Um, and it, I was looking at the, uh, I noticed the weird copyright. I, I feel like they just like screenshotted those yes! things. Yes. Uh, some of the production value was a little rough, I'll mm-hmm. say, mm-hmm. It, with some of that stuff, like the images they were pulling, which could have been on purpose. I don't know. Yeah. Um. Uh, but yeah, the uh, it looked like they just because it still had the copyright and like the all the weird little like. Uh, notations on the image of mm-hmm. the earth <laughs> from google maps uh that was interesting to see so having seen this now do you think you could recommend <laughs> someone else um <laughs> to watch this film okay i'm gonna say yes however there's a stipulation with, with it a, with an asterisk it would have to be a specific person I would recommend okay. it to. So it wasn't. It's not something that I would recommend to say my friend Amber, 
like I don't know if I would recommend to many females per se. Yeah. But uh, certain dudes, like certain dudes, not like all dudes, but uh-huh. certain ones, I would like. Hey, this is. I think you would really like this movie, Crank. I mean, some girls may may dig it, but again, that scene that we mm-hmm. happen to keep bringing up, that might be a sore subject yeah. there. So, yeah. Um. Other than that, like, dude, the the action scenes are ridiculous, and and that in a good way. Yeah. So yeah, I I, I would go right. ahead and recommend. We get we get a we get a blessing. Yay! <laughs> All right, with crank in the bag, it's now my turn to watch something recommended by Lizzle. So Redstone, again, it's a it's a 1985. It's like a fantasy film. I was three years old. I was two. No, I was one. Jesus Christ, I was one. Again, this is part of the uh, Conan world. Okay. What is this? Like third? Is it a direct sequel? Arnold's in it, right? Yes. I cannot tell you that much about what's going on. Okay. So, Well, I see him on the cover, so. Oh, okay. Well, I can, okay. I can at least tell that. Okay. But I can't, I can't tell you much about it, though. Okay. So is this a direct sequel to those movies, or is this kind of like a crossover crossover okay definitely okay. So crossover. I don't necessarily need to remember what happened in conan the destroyer correct okay. you very much correct um again if you watch conan then you're kind of knowing what you're going to get into anyways yeah. camel punching okay we're not going to go much into that okay <laughs> so um so yeah if you want to go ahead and load up the right. trailer and we can watch it together without sound without sound and then you give your take of the trailer all right three Two, one, play. PG thirteen. Okay. Okay. Uh huh. Flips. Sword play. Oh, there he is. Uh, little, little, little quip. Little. Mhm. He underestimating her. And then she. Oh, this is a romantic comedy. Yeah, because he busted out his big sword. <laughs> it's weird to see Arnold on a horse. Again, context with trailers, man, especially back in the day. That's all right. I'm Conan. So, yeah, that is the um, trailer. All right. All right. So. So what is your synopsis from that trailer and from what you may know? I think. God, this is so hard without. (laughs) <laughs> I think Conan thinks he's coming to the rescue, and then she proves herself to mm-hmm. be able to protect. I don't know what exactly they're trying to do. There's probably a, there's maybe an artifact that they're looking for in this like ancient temple-y land. No, I think they're both there, and they cross paths. And then at first it's a competition because one of them wants to get to the artifact or whatever the objective is. And uh, before the other, mm-hmm. but then they wind up working together and even falling in love or at least having a fling. So if you want to go ahead and read the IMDb synopsis. The fearless warrior Red Sonia sets out to avenge her family's murder and rid her kingdom of the tyrannical rule of evil Queen Gedrin. All right. So it's an evil queen. <laughs> Not an artifact. Well, from the trailer, without them dubbing over it, I remember seeing another person, and I guess, I guess there was one shot. 
if you didn't know who she was, honestly, from this trailer, you mm-hmm. would never know with the sound off. Yeah. Honestly. So you're losing a big chunk of what's yeah. going on. I remember the little kid. The kicking little kid. Yeah. Which I assume it will team up with them or something. Mm-hmm. Probably. Like uh, like the kid in Indiana Jones. Dr. Jones? Like, not, yeah. Like that. How do you feel as though you're going to... Well, how do you feel like you're going to like this movie? I think I'm going to enjoy this in a nostalgic way. Awkward choreography. <laughs> with the swords. Probably some... Uh, it's going to look like it's choreographed, I'm mm-hmm. guessing. Which is fine. And okay. One to take away from the trailer. <laughs> that scene where he's fighting the reptile in the water. Yes. I immediately thought of Ace Ventura. I heard you giggle over like, there. I was like, what is it giggling about? Uh, stop hitting yourself. Stop hitting yourself. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was my immediate. I don't know if, I don't know if I'm going to be able to not laugh through that scene. You probably will. Yeah. I can feel it already. Um, it's got everything that I want. Redhead, swords, Arnold. Oh, God. Like, this should be a good time. So, and you, you don't know anything about this movie, do you? The only thing I, I know is that it has, it, it's in the same world as Conan. I don't know anything about the story. I guess I guess my my perception is like she's Lady Conan, okay. which is a very misogynist <laughs> uh viewpoint. But it, that's that's what I always kind of like thought kind of in the back of my head of the movie. It's like, "Oh, they made a girl Conan movie." That's always what I sort of like thought about it. So you basically thought, like, this is a She-Ra to He-Man. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Okay. Do you have any other expectations to take away or preconceptions? I expect them to fall in love in a very Hollywood kind of way. Okay. That's that's what I predict, because it's 85, and, yeah. you know, every movie has to have a love story in it. Pretty Still much. doing it today, yeah, and it annoys me. <laughs> Not because I'm against love stories, because I'm against... Uh, contriving plot that isn't there organically. Yeah, it, I hate when they they push two people. Oh, it just so happens to have I'm to be male at or you, female. Wonder Woman. Yeah, I knew you were going to bring that up. I yeah. so knew. Which I they agree. Didn't have to fall in love. No, they didn't. They didn't have to. They were fine. At, whatever. This is not a podcast <laughs> about Wonder Woman. Would you watch this movie without me recommending this to you? Probably not. I don't think so. I don't know if it would have been on my radar without somebody pushing it in front of me. Not not that I would avoid watching it, but mm-hmm. it just probably would never have come across my radar again. Even in the context of watching, of it being a quote-unquote Conan movie. Mm-hmm. I haven't watched the Conan movies in probably since college. So it's not like they're coming across my plate that often and i don't watch as many movies as i used to anyway so i probably would not have watched this without without a little without a little persuasion hopefully it doesn't suck okay well first and foremost i just watched crank so <laughs> let's not go and there it didn't suck <laughs> so with that said um i think we should go ahead and turn these mics off and let's go get some fantasy fighting scenes on with red sonia Let's push play! And we're back. Uh, I have just watched Red Sonia. Yay! 
<laughs> and boy, do I have thoughts. Oh yeah, he has a lot of thoughts. Mm-hmm. What just just overall, just overall reaction to the movie as a whole? Okay, two main things. Okay, okay. I liked it. All right, all right. Uh, overall, like I thought, the fantasy element, kind mm-hmm. of the the thing with the orb, mm-hmm. and how it gets more powerful in light and less powerful in the dark. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a cool, even though it wasn't completely fleshed out. It's kind of just like, oh, this thing made the world, and we have to destroy it to save the world. Mm-hmm. That was a little weird. But overall, I like, I like, I thought it was pretty cool how, because she wanted it to be more powerful, they were storing it in that chamber of candles. I thought that was cool. Uh, so some of the fantasy elements I liked, the, the kind of overall premise I, I liked. I was actually pretty impressed with a lot of the practical effects. I said before I was expecting some hokey 80s um, production value, but it was actually, I mean, it was still 80s production value mm-hmm. by because it was made in the 80s. But I didn't really find it that hokey, actually. Oh, like, okay. It was all pretty well done. Um, the costumes are pretty elaborate and pretty pretty cool. Um, that one guy, uh, Red Sonja's oh, master he, was training. Oh, he did. I couldn't remember it. I liked his cool shoulder plumes. Mm-hmm. It made me miss watching movies in the 80s. Yeah. That's for sure. Yeah. I I do have some criticisms, though. Oh, okay. Oh, we're definitely going to get into that. So, since you have some criticisms, um, I guess we can go into your lowlights versus your highlights. Okay. So, let's start with the low points of the movie. Starting with low points. Yeah. The major ones. Mm-hmm. Arnold was not Conan, but it's a movie set in the Conan universe. Yes, you are correct. His name's Kalidor. I don't know. I thought that was, like, a really weird choice, like, to cast such a... A, a big name. I mean, he was. I mean, that's pretty much his peak. Like, yeah, it is like in the eighties. Like, uh, it was only. Um, let me see. Maybe how... not his peak, but he was definitely. So in nineteen eighty two, Conan the Barbarian came out. Yeah. So only three years later, Red Sonia came out. So that's still riding the high of Conan oh, for sure. And then there was Barbarian was the first one. Correct. And yes. then Destroyer was the second one, I think. Right. Yeah, I believe so. Yes. Was there a third one? Um, Before, I, I will fact check real quick. I don't uh, think there was, but again, I, I haven't watched these in a long time, so. Um, okay, so you have, okay, so 1982 is Conan the Barbarian. Mm-hmm. Conan the Destroyer was 1984. Oh, right before that. It was right before Red Sonja. But there was no Conan the Conqueror. No, because then they remade it in 1997 with Ralph Muller. They remade Conan? Yes. What, did they remake that? Hold on. I yeah. know they, they remade it more recently with Jason Oh, Momoa. The Adventures. It was a TV show. Sorry. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that was the TV show, and then they did one with uh, Jason Momoa. Man, I don't know about the TV show. We might have to sidebar that. Oh, it's probably around the time of Hercules yeah, and Xena yeah. and all that. They were writing the high off of it. Here's what I feel like. Yes. And this leads into my second criticism. Uh, this is just me speculating. Mm-hmm. I have no Right now, I have no facts to back this up. Mm-hmm. Did they pitch Red Sonia? And because it's in the Conan universe, did Arnold throw a fit and demand to be in the movie? That is something to look up. It's not only us that found that weird. It's especially me growing up with this movie as a child and thinking that that is Conan. So you thought he was Conan the whole time. Yeah. As Again, I watched this as a child yeah. and then growing up thinking this and then now rewatching it. Mm-hmm. 
right before when I was looking at like tid- tidbits and all that and trying to also look up the trailer, mm-hmm. I was looking at the comments section. I'm like, oh god, what are the comments about this trailer about? People were freaking out, thinking, wait a minute, we all thought this was Conan. Yeah. And then someone came in and said, hey, but did you guys know that Sandal Bergman, who plays Queen Gurdon, uh, or sorry, Queen Gedrin, Gedrin, Gurdon, Gurdon, Gedrin. She also plays Valeria in Conan. I don't remember that character, but... So, it's not just him. This has to be a business decision, right? To cast both of them from another Conan movie in in a Conan universe movie? Yes, and this is the exact same universe. Did they not believe in Bridget Nielsen's star power? Um, I just remember her in Rocky. She's in Rocky? She's in Rocky. Oh, Rocky Four. Rocky Four. She was Sylvester's wife at the time, I believe. Really? Yeah, they were married. Oh, in real life? Yes, in okay. real life. But in the movie, she plays Drago's uh, wife. I bet he broke her. Okay, let's. we're going to get into that later because Rocky is on the list. Yes, I haven't so... seen any Rocky movies except for the cool barn workout montage. Wait, she's in Beverly, Beverly Hills Cop? What? <laughs> Sorry. Oh, she's in Beverly Hills Cop, Cops 2. What was that? Beverly Hill Cops? <laughs> switch the S's, okay? All right. All right. Switch, just switch it. Yeah, I'm I'm going to do some research about that because it's it's a bizarre... Did they think that casting a, a female lead in 1985 in this kind of movie, did they think they needed a male backup? Especially that particular male? I wasn't expecting it to become a podcast about uh, gender issues in film. But did you notice... She didn't have a lot of agency, Red Sonia. Right away, in the first scene, the ghost appears to her and gives her all this exposition, which I'm referring to exposition ghost. Oh, that that chick. The ghost appears mm-hmm. and says, specifically, she says, you're going to need a sword arm. Yeah. And here, I'm giving you this power. I don't know who the fuck that ghost was still that showed up <laughs> and w- told the audience the whole backstory. Like... He's so, like, Exposition ghost. He he was so caught up on the ghost. He's like, who who the hell is this ghost? Well... Where did she come from? Why? And then she displayed no particular power. I mean, she was sword fighting, but she couldn't have fucking learned sword fighting on her own. We needed a ghost to bestow magic powers on her just to wield a sword. Which I didn't understand. Like, like what powers? I mean, she doesn't have superhuman strength. Even though she did display some type of strength when she was moving the hand to help out. um, uh, Right. But why did we need a ghost to give her that? If that was the power that the ghost gave her and not some kind of sorcery yeah some sort of sorceress power Mm -hmm. we're saying that she couldn't have had that physical strength without paranormal assistance your feminism is beautiful by the way i just want to tell you that i i'm not meaning to i just (laughs) this is just the fucking ghost shows up we don't even know who the ghost is is Mm -hmm. it her mother that just burned in the house we don't know it some random ghost she says you're gonna need to be strong and then touches her on the forehead with a spirit sword, and <laughs> like, then is then it's like now you have the power. I will give you this power. I think the ghost said that. Yeah. So it's like, what the? F- but okay, what if what if the ghost duped her, and did like a whole placebo pill effect? Is like, hey girl, 
I'm going to give you the strength. You've just been through a lot of shit. Your house got burned down. Your family got killed. And and that's not and, enough for and, her to find the strength in her own I'm soul. I'm just saying. She woke her up because she survived the fire and all that. And also the horrible... I did not remember this as a child, a rape scene. She's been through a lot. So it was just another female telling another female, you know what? I'm going to give you the strength to get through this with my words. But the other thing, her having been raped. Yes. In that, by the soldiers. Mm -hmm. There really wasn't anything else about that. It was kind of just like, oh yeah, the soldiers raped her. (laughs) Like, like the whole world just kind of accepts that. Which, okay, which... I, I wanted to touch base with that with you as well. Like, I understand why Red Sonia, she has such a chip on her shoulder about males. Yeah. Like, she, she hates them to basically a degree that she doesn't need any help from them or w- whatever the case right. may be. Even though she gets help from um, a master who's male. Even though she says she doesn't hate all males. Yeah. But the fact of the matter is, is that, yes, she was raped by a male. However... The one who instructed him to do so was a female. A lady, yeah. So in my point of view, she should be hating a lot of people Yeah. at this point. Not just males. It should be also females. Mm -hmm. Because that bitch is crazy. Yeah. So the other other part of that, I don't don't know why Arnold is in the movie, first (laughs) of all. That's your main thing. His character really doesn't. His his only purpose in the movie is to show up and save her. Yeah, yeah. She finally showed some of her own agency toward the end. Like she was always getting snuck up on. Did you notice I that? I noticed that too. And it's like, uh. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, and then he would show up and and he would and save intervene. her. Intervene. Yeah. If they didn't have him saving her at all those different points. He would have no fucking purpose in the story. Basically, the story would have probably taken place if he just showed up on time. <laughs> right. Because yeah. he was he the would have one. Been there. Correct. Yeah. I think he was the one he was helping to go ahead and finally destroy. See? Yeah, he did kind of fail. So his whole purpose is to protect this thing and be like the fighting side. Mm-hmm. From the very beginning, he has failed his entire fate, like of of being there to be the warrior for for this orb you had one job arnold like yeah well i mean the bridge was out man <laughs> that's why he was late <laughs> why was the bridge out too i don't I, I don't know maybe indiana jones used that one yeah i did i did have that thought too <laughs> i did i did think of that but the character was totally tacked it felt tacked on like yeah like in the um in the scene with the uh, monster in the water. Yes. Why the fuck does he show up? He keeps following her. It just seems like such a weird writing decision to be like, oh no, I was just following you this whole time. Yeah. And then I just show up miraculously. Like, if this movie's called Red Sonia, why isn't she the one solving all the problems? I did notice that. That it was mostly Calador coming yeah. in to assist in helping. Even though she kind of got it, but she needs assistance. I, I don't know if it was that decision in the writing because of what her master said to her in training is that um, her not trusting another male will be her downfall. Mm. I don't know if, if they keep putting him in a situation for her to finally like, okay, I do need help from others. But he wasn't... 
I don't think it was done in a in a way that okay. I don't think it was done in a way that respected both characters. I agree. I agree. Like because he wasn't filling in her her weaknesses other than being a woman is seem seems to be what it's implying. Yeah. Cuz she didn't really display any other weaknesses. She's capable with the sword. Mm-hmm. She's been through this training. The master even said, "You are now a master of the master. And she even refused the help of Kalidor when they first met. Yeah. But then he just is like, nah, I'm going to help you. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I said, I didn't really anticipate this becoming a discussion of gender roles in film. <laughs> but, and I'm not necessarily saying that's even what I'm discussing. I'm saying yeah. that it's kind of bullshit weak writing because there's nothing about the character. Like, she didn't, we didn't see at any point where she really needed his help, Mm-mm. but he shows up anyway. Yeah. All she was doing in that in that uh, cave scene with the monster, she was just hanging on the wall. All she was doing was uh, trying to avoid it. She was hitting it with the sword a couple of times, like yeah. All th- all three of them yeah. were like that. And then Kalidor shows up, does the same thing. Yeah. For a few minutes, yeah. and then is like, I can't kill it. It's a machine. We gotta blind it. I'm like, okay. <laughs> First of all, <laughs> they've been hitting him with swords for like ten fucking minutes, Kalidor. Yeah. yeah. They know yeah. they can't kill it. Had like, I. <laughs> yeah. And then suddenly you just know that, like, if it's a machine, it doesn't. You have to blind it. How does that logic work? How did he know that? It, that's the thing. I'm like, there's machines back then. I mean, mechanical. I oh, can okay. say some kind of like, uh, I mean, I just passed that off as like a, almost a machine driven by sorcery or something. Oh, like, gotcha. Okay. Like, okay. That makes sense. It didn't really explain it, but that's kind of, I mean, that whole scene was full of holes. Yeah. I think my main problem is Kalidor seemed really tacked on and seemed to be like, like a really heavy handed, um, crutch for the main female lead. Yeah, and it, she, I, I felt like she wasn't able to be the lead because they the writers wouldn't let her be the lead, mm-hmm. and also never gave us reason that she couldn't be the lead. Like you've shown us no, nowhere that she's incompetent. Every time we see her, she, she's handling the sword, she's fighting guys. We we have no reason to believe that she cannot solve these problems herself, mm-hmm. or that, or. On the other side of the coin, that Kalidor has some kind of knowledge or experience that she lacks just because of his travels. Because he did say, he hinted that danger is his trade or whatever. Yeah. So we could maybe extrapolate that, like, okay, he's seen this kind of machine before. He's seen this kind of trap before because of his travels. Mm-hmm. Um. So maybe that's why he knows, or some, I don't know. But they didn't really explain. It, it, that wasn't really conveyed. Well, like, there's really no character development in no. in the movie whatsoever. No. And I think in the 80s, in a fantasy movie, um, like I've said before, mm-hmm. I don't think I don't think they were taken very seriously. Like I don't think that, I don't think fantasy movies were taken taken seriously as way to tell stories. Yeah. I think it was like, oh, just show a bunch of swords and action and mm-hmm. stuff, and it's they'll what they'll come pay for it. And you know that's obviously different now, thanks to Lord of the Rings and Do-do-do. Game of Thrones. But 
Yeah. Um, yeah, back then. I think they really talked down to audiences when they were writing fantasy films. I, I think if if they just tweaked it a bit, if they just had Kilidor say to Sonya, listen, I'm only here to make sure the orb gets destroyed. And I'm only tagging along because the orb can only be touched by a woman. So I can't do anything about it. So that's all I'm here yeah. for. How? Oh, yeah, that too. How was he going to... I don't understand how that that thing they kind of wove in that the men basically are responsible for the destroy the the fighting part of the whole pact. Mm-hmm. What's he gonna do? How is he supposed to s- see that it's destroyed? He, he kind of. I mean, they, he can't touch it. Yeah, he can't touch it. So how is he? So how is he? What is he just gonna stand by and like supervise? Is that his whole fucking role? Yeah, I don't I don't know. <laughs> so, yeah, I have problems with the internal logic of this film. <laughs> well, besides, okay, problems. Okay, a lot of films got problems. This sure, one got problems. every film has problems. But is there anything you're like, oh, shit, oh, this is really cool, or this is really awesome, like your highlights of the film? Yeah, uh, mostly to do with production value. I thought the monster was pretty impressive, actually, the the machine that mm-hmm. they were fighting that had a cool practical i thought that like the movements of its face and you only like the close-ups were on its face and when it was growling and the eye was moving and stuff i thought that was really uh, it, it at least looked cool and the movements looked convincing the movements of the face and the eye and stuff um i was pretty impressed with that for it being such an old movie mm-hmm. to have such nice such good looking um animatronics but that was that was nice um and the sword play was not as hokey as i was expecting it actually um it was pretty basic stuff yeah it was but it wasn't there were only a few times you could tell that they were choreographed uh you could you could see a couple of times arnold um reacting a little too soon mm uh, just things like that. And then the thing at the end, which I don't think it was a choreography thing when the queen was just holding her sword out. Yeah, she's just like... And, and I, I, <laughs> I, I, I don't think that was a choreography thing. I think that was more of a she kind of knew she was defeated. Oh. Yeah, she just chopped that dude's head off prior. So I think yeah. she was kind of like, oh, shit. Yeah. I did like that. The production uh, design I liked. Mm-hmm. Um, like that chamber, that chamber of Candles was cool. Um, a lot of the... Uh, uh, like the structure, the architecture, and you really liked. The... I know the beginning of the um, downward shots. Oh yeah, that that top down shot of the uh, whatever that was, the chamber, whatever that was, the orb chamber. Yeah, it was really cool composition with all of the swords pointing inward toward mm-hmm. the orb. That was a cool shot. I liked the relationship between Falcon and uh, the kid, the prince. I forgot what his name is. The little Prince Tarn. Prince Tarn. Tarn. Uh, I thought that was a cool. I think Falcon was Falcon. 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 I think. Falcon. Uh, I think he was my favorite character. I also think he may have been the best actor in the movie. It felt natural. Yeah. It really felt really natural from him. Yeah. I liked that like loyalty he had with the kid, even mm-hmm. though the kid was like shitty to him. I there seemed to be this kind of subtext of he tolerates it. I don't know. There, there seemed to be a, a, an implied understanding that he's like, 
he's not so much a servant. He's mm-hmm. like, even though the kid's treating him like a servant, <laughs> yeah, it's more of a almost a father figure mm-hmm. to the prince. He seems to take all the abuse from the kid with a with a real caring understanding for the kid, and uh, then of course the the arc by the end the kid actually learned self-sacrifice i thought that was a pretty good thing where yes. red sonia teaches him a little bit of humility mm-hmm. um i mean that was the better story than the orb story like it, it was it the, was the arc where the shitty little kid lost his kingdom joins up with her and then she kind of teaches him some wisdom puts him in his place a little bit and All then right. he turns that back around and pays it back forward to falcon Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that was a cool little story arc there. Um, I still wanted to see him get his ass whooped, though, because Red Sonia was going to, like, yeah, yeah. I'm going to whoop your ass. Yeah, she was ready to, <laughs> she was ready to lay hands. Yes. The set pieces were cool, which is part of the production value, the, the, the production design, mm-hmm. where when the room starts to split in half and, like, they're oh, yeah. fighting on all of the the tiles that were, like, quaking mm-hmm. uh that was cool i like that you liked arnold on a horse a little bit too much <laughs> <laughs> i think arnold on a horse is just ri- ridiculous <laughs> he's he looks so funny on a horse except in true lies which is another subject but yes <laughs> he 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 feels somehow he feels more natural in true lies on a horse hmm. uh, i don't know why um Maybe he learned how to ride a horse more. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. There's a, a huge stiffness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah, it just looked very... And the the whole opening sequence... back Because this was still back in the days when movies had the opening credits. So they had yes. to have footage. Typically, the footage for the opening scenes was like a lot of B-roll. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of them. And this was just B-roll of him. It was like, I didn't count them exactly, but it had to be 10 to 15 cuts. It was cuts a lot. Of just him writing and another shot of him writing and another shot of him writing. It was funny. It got to be comical. Uh, oh, and you did point out that um, that composer, not composer, oh, but... Oh, Ennio Maricone. Yeah. Maricone, Maricone, I'm not sure how to pronounce his name. The Spaghetti Western um, guy, the famous... Yes, um for the music. Do, do, do. <laughs> do. <laughs> do, do, do. You know, that one. The uh, Man With No Name music. Yeah. That was exciting to see, though. Yeah, you got really excited about yeah. that. Uh, and some of it, parts of it you could really tell, too. Like, mm-hmm. uh, Yeah, the, the, the music in the movie was really awesome. Yeah. So, with that said, was there any accuracies or inaccuracies that you had set in your mind like uh, before going into the movie one wild inaccuracy mm-hmm. this is embarrassing i thought red sonia was grace jones the whole like i just had this like m- foggy mushy idea that when i heard the character name red sonia i thought that was grace jones's character in the conan movies um and it's totally not <laughs> It's a completely different character. Uh, so that was a little surprising. I'm not real sure why I thought that. Um, it was probably like an idea that I that formed when I was young and then just never got corrected. 
because I never watched Red Sonia. And, of course, I just kind of assumed that Arnold was Conan. Yeah, I didn't want to tell you because I wanted you to feel the what come over you like I felt when I found out. Yeah. Um, But I really didn't have, other than that, I really didn't have any much knowledge of Red Sonia Mm -hmm. to base anything on. So it was pretty, it was a pretty fresh viewing, actually. So. I I like fresh viewings. Mm Mm-hmm. Especially when it's on the other foot, when somebody sees it. So I don't know. I was I was a giddy because I was like, "Yay, he doesn't know anything." Yeah. Um. Yeah. <laughs> now the big question is: Would you recommend it to other sissy? He's doing like this bewitch nose wiggle right now while he's thinking. <laughs> so I don't know what's gonna go on. I, I'm leaning toward no, actually. Damn, that hurts. <laughs> I mean, maybe a particular person, okay. maybe maybe certain people, but okay. in general, I don't know if there's anything that sticks out where I'm, I'm like, if people haven't seen this, people should watch it. I mean, I would uh, I would probably recommend it under, if you're a Conan fan, it's a fun, it's another fun Conan adventure, even though Conan isn't in it. <laughs> Conan style adventure. Anyway. I mean, I will accept your no because I do understand because I feel as though that type of genre of movie, movie, um, how it was made versus like other movies like Lord of the Rings and all that. Yeah. I, there's a certain type of person you would recommend it to. Yeah. Even Lord of the Rings, I feel as though that's a certain type of person you would recommend it to. Yeah. Um. So I get it. I get it. Yeah. And it's just, I think my criteria for recommendation even to you, mm-hmm. is kind of like, is there something, is, is there a strong aspect about this that is kind of unique or different or or notable or something? Um, but I thought it was notable until I re-saw it. I was like, holy <laughs> crap, it's totally different. Well, it may have been back then. Well, um, yeah. I'm seeing it through like, uh, was it, it was 1985 that came out. I was probably... A couple years, like probably five or older. Yeah. So. And you were saying that it, the reason, one of the reasons you suggested it, right, was because of, you said it made you like seeing a powerful woman, right? Yeah. And then I rewatched it. I was like, okay, I, I, there's a whole difference. She still is. She is. She was held back by like from fully being the lead character Mm -hmm. by all of this kind of weird bullcrap. Like, yeah. Compared to the movies like nowadays, like, or the, the leading females of like, uh, black widow or wonder, especially wonder woman. Cause Bridget, Bridget Nielsen reminding me of wonder woman. Mm -hmm. I think back in the day, Mm -hmm. just besides their physical characters, I just felt at though they were the same. Yeah. But yeah, after taking a view of it again, I I yeah. really agree that she I, was I held like, back. I I think it had potential to be that, and maybe mm-hmm. it it probably was that in 1985. Mm-hmm. Um, I was only three, so <laughs> <laughs> I, I uh, don't have much of a a reference. Of, but it it's like, I mean, that one scene where he's he's like. He's hitting on her basically, and she's like, "No, I don't. I'm. I don't. A man can't have me unless he beats me in battle." Mm-hmm. And then Calador is like, he gets that sly look on his mm-hmm. face, that 
that that can look no creepier on any other man than Schwarzenegger. I love Arnold, but <laughs> that's how he got that housekeeper. Oh my god! Oh my god. <laughs> that must have been. Can't resist that. Bring in the housekeeper. Uh, oh, but then he like walked up and was like, "Prepare to be conquered." I'm like, seriously. <laughs> I'm like, don't you put her, your sword in her face like that and say that? Prepare to be conquered? Yeah. Oh, my God. So yeah. some of the highlights, I guess, I could add are a couple of the lines. Oh, yeah. Uh, the very few lines. The very first one <laughs> was, uh, I'm going to see if I remember this as closely as I can verbatim. Um, only women can touch it. <laughs> yeah. Uh that cracked me up. Um Oh, I think I know the other two. Obvious implications. Um they're talking about the orb, of course. Yeah. Uh women can only touch the ball. Only <laughs> only women. Only women can touch it. <laughs> um and then I uh, prepare to be conquered. Yeah. Like, what? are you saying like yeah jesus ridiculous and I the mean, fact that she was trying to go to sleep and a guy came over he's like prepare to be conquered yeah. i was like and i thought really there was, I, <laughs> there was maybe some unintended innuendo too where he's like pulling out his sword yeah and <laughs> yeah like, okay, yeah i was prepare like prepare to be conquered yeah. i'm like well i'm gonna say that every time i'm trying to get laid now <laughs> i won't comment prepare to be conquered uh, That's going to go well. Yeah, yeah. So, basically, I guess, since we've, we've both had our, you know, takes on both of our recommendations, has this has this movie changed our lives? Has it not? I, I'll start with you, since yours is the freshest. I think that it's maybe making me more aware of the way that genders were written, always. <laughs> like... Until now, and probably even still now. In both films we watched today, there were scenes where even I'm like, Ugh. Mm-hmm. Ugh. And they were also kind of unnecessary for the story. We're probably going to run into that in a lot of these older movies. Yeah, that, yeah. I'm afraid about that now. Watch. Yeah, I don't think Crank changed my life at all. Mm-hmm. I don't think one bit. But it was fun to watch. <laughs> I will tell you that. All right. Well, that's something. Um, I'm, I'm kind of glad I have that in my, uh, I guess movie collection in a sense where I, I've, I've watched it finally mm-hmm. and it's done and over with. I, I suggested that movie because, uh, I like it as an example of like simple fun filmmaking. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like, it's not trying to be art. It's not trying to be a, a something that is studied in film schools. It's just like. People who just want to make a movie, yeah, you know? and you don't you don't have to think a lot. <laughs> like it's just which normally I'm an advocate of thinking, but too much. I also I also think that thinking too much, mm-hmm. overthinking is bad. Um, a lot of the time, mm-hmm. it can. I mean, I'm constantly getting in my own way by overthinking all kinds of shit. So. Sometimes it's refreshing to see movies like that as an aspiring filmmaker who's constantly overthinking uh, projects um, that I'm trying to do or I want to do. Or I, I, I like it as an example of just pure 
kind of ridiculous fun ma- fun filmmaking. This is why yeah. I can't wait for you to see Kung Pao Enter the Fist because <laughs> again, it's just a fun film. Yeah. And that's coming up this season? Yes, it's in the this season. Yeah. I had to put it in there. Just right. I put some feel good like movies in there and some that we're probably going to have to have ice cream directly after the movie. Oh boy. Yeah, me too. So Most of mine are ice cream movies. <sighs> we're going to stock up, man. <laughs> yeah. So this was I I have to say overall this has been a um an adventure today doing this pilot with you. <laughs> I hope we continue to do this cuz this has been fun. Yeah, I think it's been fun too. Well, that wraps up the pilot episode of Two Good Movies and a Microphone, even though the two movies today weren't that super great. But good. they were fun. Yeah. We'll be back with more movies. I have been Garver. And I have been Lizzle. We'll see you guys next time. Thanks for listening. Be. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. So, do you... Uh, Hang on. Ah. <laughs> and computer. Garver, edit this part out. Oh, no. My computer keeps going to sleep. Oh. Maybe you need to crank it. Uh, uh. <laughs> I don't know how to introduce this. I was not prepared because <laughs> I'm still on crank. <laughs> Red Sonia post interview. Three, two, one. Oh, it's me. Yeah, I was like, you're doing the <laughs> intro. We just said this. I did this car. I did this part. <laughs> Thank you for consuming this digital audio content. Two Good Movies and a Microphone is a Black Arrow Media production. Hosted by Garver and Lizzle. Produced, engineered, and edited by Brandon Garver. Theme music licensed from machinimasounds.com. Let's all go to the lobby audio licensed from Filmax Studios. Leave a voicemail at 813-530-5216 to share your two cents about the topic movies of a future episode. And be sure to tune in next week for the exciting continuation of Two Good Movies and a Microphone. Low Rent Movie Guy Narrator signing off. Mm-hmm.